The following program is sponsored by Channel Mom Media. The show made for moms and families. It's Channel Mom. My name is Jenny, and I'm a mom, but I once lived a more glamorous life as a TV reporter. I was on the nightly news interviewing pop stars and politicians. So when I left TV to become a full-time mother, I quickly found out what we moms are up against. Our world glorifies the rich and famous. For what? I say let's honor the moms who are raising this world's next generation. It's Channel Mom Radio with Jenny Dean Schmidt. We're here for you. Yes, we are. And I keep remembering I have to change that intro because we have new things to say in the intro. You know what? It's an honor to be with you today. I just love moms, and I'm so glad that I get to come to mothers all over America and just encourage you because, man, I think you deserve it. I am Jenny, and this is Channel Mom, where we do encourage moms. We focus on your incredible value as a mother. And we've got an inspiration for you on the show today. We're going to find out how this dedicated mother and five-time cancer survivor turned her greatest fear into an unstoppable passion and how you can do the same thing. She's got tips to help you live out your unique worth as a woman. On the show today, radio and podcast host Aaron Wiedemann with incredible principles for you and your daughters. Plus, we've got two exciting announcements coming up. So stay tuned for some lessons that will make your life richer right here on Channel Mom after a few words from our sponsors. tell you about a company I've personally trusted with work in my home. When another company told us we had to get a new furnace, we called Premier Mechanical and they fixed our old furnace for much less than the cost of a new one. Premier is a licensed, insured air conditioning and heating service provider for the greater Denver area. They service, repair and replace ACs, furnaces, boilers, swamp coolers and more. They use upfront pricing so you know what it's going to cost before they begin. Read their reviews by googling Premier Mechanical Denver or visit their website at claimyourcomfort.com Moms are a big deal. But sometimes the world forgets. That's why Channel Mom Media and Outreach is here. We exist to love, coach, and encourage every mom. Whether she's struggling with parenting, single motherhood, homelessness, or locked in prison. On radio and social media, Channel Mom works to remind each mom of her importance and give her the latest and best advice. We also reach out to moms with our hands and feet, helping homeless and incarcerated moms, as well as moms in the country and mothers in the city. You can join our work by praying for us, volunteering, or giving at ChannelMom.com. It's Channel Mom Radio with Jenny Dean Schmidt. We're here for you. Hey, welcome back to Channel Mom. Almost Merry Christmas. I hope you had a beautiful Thanksgiving. Um, I'm so glad to have you guys on board today. I do want to give a little shout out to our brand new audience in the Paris, Texas area. Also, we're so uh, honored to be uh, on the air in Omaha, Lincoln, Little Rock, Kansas, Colorado Springs now. Also, of course, in Idaho and right here in Denver, our old friends in Denver. So uh, I've got a couple of announcements to make. And uh, Matt's ready at the controls with the applause to go with these announcements. It's as exciting, the stuff I'm about to tell you. It's a two-parter, kind of. So first, let me tell you, for the first time ever, we, Channel Mom is one of the chosen charities to be listed on Colorado Gives this year. Yay! 
thank you for that applause, Matthew. I'm asking for your help, though. Let me just say, be really honest with you. If you really appreciate what Channel Mom does in your life, if you feel helped, encouraged, blessed by what we do, and if you want us to continue to be on the air and helping mothers on the ground, we need 50 donations of $5 or more to our page on coloradogives.org. And you can schedule um, your donation ahead of time just by going to coloradogives.org. And you just go there, you search for Channel Mom, and uh, then you click on our page to give. You can schedule that donation in advance, as I said. Colorado Gives Day is Tuesday, December 8th. So I would be so blessed if listeners all over the country, moms who I cherish and love and try to serve, if you could just go and, and a minimum donation is five bucks and you'd be blessing us if we can get $50 of donations because then we qualify for the million dollar incentive fund. So please go to coloradogives.org and uh, bless Channel Mom with $5 or more. We'd be so honored. All right. I will admit that it's difficult to ask. Um, but I also will admit that I want to keep serving mothers. So, you know, yeah, we would love it if you'd help us. All right. Speaking of that, a huge thank you is going to go out right now for those of you who helped us raise almost $5,000 on Giving Tuesday. Oh, my goodness. Every little penny helps us to continue to serve moms. And I'm so grateful. $5,000, 3000 of that was from Campbell Chiropractic, who partnered with us as a business partner. So generous. The, both them, uh, both they and their clients stepped forward to give $3,200 to help us help moms this Christmas, single mothers in particular, who don't have enough funds to, to celebrate Christmas. So we are blessing single mothers and their children right now in the Denver area, but we do want to expand it to our other listening audiences. We're blessing single moms and their kids with Christmas trees, Christmas presents. Um, we're doing some other things to help those moms in this time, moms that can't even pay their electric bill. Uh, we're there to help them during the Christmas season, and we have $3,200 this year to do that. So speaking of that, if you know a single mom who could use our help in this season, you can nominate her by emailing us at channelmom at gmail. Email us at channelmom at gmail. Give us her name and then your contact info so we can get back to you to tell you if she's one of the ones that we have chosen for our Christmas outreach. Oh my goodness, channelmom at gmail. So blessed, hopefully to be a blessing to a lot of single moms who need it. Okay, I need to uh, move on to our fabulous guest. She uh, describes herself as somebody who's equipping women at every age and stage to step into their unique leadership roles for which they were literally designed. She's the founder of Truth Becomes Her, the author of a brand new book, um, Bible Bells, called uh, The Adventures of Rooney Cruz Ringleaders. She also is a podcaster on um, K-Love's network of podcasts. Heroes for Her is what she does. She also does a little radio segment for them. She's, she's all over the place. But most importantly, I think she's a mom of two and a five-time cancer survivor. We're so glad to have her back on the show. Erin Wiedemann, welcome back to Channel Mom, dear. Jenny, thanks so much for having me. Yes, and thank you for your patience in waiting <laughs> waiting around for me to get to you. Um, I'm going to start a little bit off script. You know, they give you all these questions. They give us all these questions that we can ask you. But um, I'm, I'm going to start a little off script, as I said. I, I want to get kind of real. 
I know you. I know your bio. I know you started out in your 20s as a beautiful, blonde, wonderful woman climbing the corporate ladder, nice new house, and suddenly you were diagnosed with a serious cancer, partly because it kept coming back five times you had cancer. But you turned back to God in the process, and your perspective on life went through kind of a makeover. So here's my real question. You've got two daughters. I have one daughter who's now 18 years old, which is weird for me to say. And I see how our culture is encroaching on these girls. There's a ton of pressure to be self-focused, entertained, kind of like that Bible verse about lovers of self and all of that. Um, There's that pressure to be a self-focused, entertained girl looking like a hottie all the time, not promoting any forms of godliness. And and I, I just, you know, I don't want to sound too goody two shoes about this, but how do we as moms direct our daughters out of this culture? Yeah, I think I mean that was something that definitely plagued me as a young person. I was really insecure, you know, wrapped up in selfish behavior. I mean, just looking out into the world, going, okay, I can get my words from the things that make me feel really valuable, and that meant for me like doing well in school and doing well in sports. And I, I became so obsessed with you know, getting and achieving and, you know, the accolades and the rewards and all of the positive things, you know, sports and school get you when you're working really hard. Yeah. But I, I mean, for girls today, they're really building their identities on the things that I did when I was younger. And we did this all. I mean, we're all grown up girls listening to this program. So we can all think back to the time when we were in our teens, um, struggling through that time, feeling really insecure, looking out into the world and, and caring so much about how we're being perceived, the way people view us. We just miss some of what God wants to do in our life. So I think first and foremost, like for the moms listening, what can we do? I mean, to be able to ask ourselves to say, okay, culture is telling our girls they've got to be so focused on success, on getting out into the world, how people perceive them, that they can build and you know acquire things and go out and be really successful. I think as intentional moms, we can really flip that script and instead point our daughters toward not pursuing a life of success from a worldly standpoint, but truly pursuing a life of eternal significance. What are the ways that we can interact with people, conduct ourselves, you know, go out into the world, leverage our unique gifts and strengths and talents for the good of God's kingdom. So I think that's what's really exciting about being a mom. It's what excites me about the work that I get to do. Um, It's just aligning ourselves with that kingdom assignment that God's given us to disciple and to lead and nurture those voices that are going to impact this next generation. I love what you just said. In fact, I'm going to repeat that to my 18-year-old daughter. Um, that you, we should be directing our daughters to live lives of eternal significance. I love that. Th- that's huge. I mean, really, if they thought about that definition, you know, more so than worldly success, it's so much bigger. And so I love that you've come up with that definition. I don't want to leave mothers of boys out. And I know you direct, because you've got two daughters and you have a niece who's influenced you, you direct much of your messaging to, to girls who really need it. But, but as you've worked with your husband on this stuff and as you've thought about it from a perspective of a man, what do mothers of sons do to get them to respect a girl for more than how she looks on Instagram or, or you know, or, or I think that's totally, I mean, isn't that the conversation that we want to have with the young men in our lives? Yes. Well, our resources are geared toward, you know, pre-reading young girls all the way up through teens and young adults. Certainly there's a conversation to be had for both moms and fathers of, of boys, the young men that are growing up that are interacting with our girls that, I mean, we want girls to command love and respect, but the way that they do that is to, is to devote themselves to the, to the building of God's kingdom. And I would say first and foremost, whether you have 
a son or a daughter or both, the unique ways that our kids need us to interact with them, to build them up, to disciple them. I mean, gosh, every single child is totally different. So I think for, I mean, for moms, it's the most important thing we can do is be intentional, seek these things out, and to, to develop those strategies that are going to help be effective strategies for leadership, no matter if our kids are, you know, in diapers or they're coming up through the elementary public school system or they're in their teenage years and things are flying off the rails. Um, Whatever season our kids are in, we can meet them in terms of discipleship and in terms of how we steward the opportunity to be effective parents. Yeah. And especially in these times, we've got so much more access to our kids. My, my college son is not in Oregon at college. He's at home with me. And, and my mm-hmm. daughter is a senior in high school. We've got all this time as parents, even though <laughs> we may resent how much time we have right now, you know, stuck inside of our houses, but so much time to influence our kids and their principles. So let me, ver- let me remind people, we are interviewing, or I'm interviewing, Erin uh, Wiedemann right now. She is the author of The Adventures of Rooney Cruz, Ringleaders. I've read the book. I really did. I sat down and read it, even though it's not for my age group so much. But it's absolutely beautiful. It has so many lessons in it, which are really, really good, especially for girls. So I applaud you for writing the book. I'm going to go back on script now. And I want you to explain to people how you turned your greatest fear into what you call an unstoppable passion. Yeah, I mean, for me, I I was really so debilitated by a a perspective growing up that that thought, okay, I've got to and do and say, I've got to say all the right things. I've got to do, you know, certain things to be loved and respected. And I've got to exert my independence. And I just got to put this, this facade up so that people think that I have my life all together. And it wasn't until, I mean, I was not working in my gifts or callings. I was working in finance at the time when I was diagnosed with cancer at 26 years old, you know, having never even broken a bone or dealt with any sort of a struggle medically. I was faced with this terrible diagnosis that, we, you know, we didn't catch the cancer early. It, my prognosis was really grim. And I'm just, I'm staring into this hopeless situation. I have no faith to stand on. And it was through that intense season of pain and suffering that God really met me and, and began to minister to my heart. And I, I started to ask those questions, like those questions that we want our kids to be asking about their own life. You know, what what is the way that I was made? How am I wired? What are my gifts? Who are those gifts for? How can I leverage my talents and my time and my resources for the good of other people and for the glory of God? Like these are all of life's most important questions. So for me, it became time to put those, an- you know, the answers to those questions into action. So I was really excited to explore in creativity writing and communicating and trying to get these overarching, these universal biblical truths to girls in a way that was super engaging, fun, and that would be able to be, they'd be able to make real life application to the things that matter. Yeah. And the book does that. I mean, I, I was intrigued by the way in which you use stories of different women of the Bible to, to prove to this little character, this little girl in the book about how she could press on through adversity and how God uses adversity in our lives. So I do applaud you for, for doing that in ringleaders. All right. Um, I, I want to move on because I told folks that we would talk about these things. I want you to, to, to deal with how we help our daughters overcome anxiety, perfectionism, and disappointment. But let me say one thing before we do that. 
um, since you and I last talked, I actually went through cancer. <laughs> um, I was diagnosed with stage one breast cancer mm, two years ago, mm-hmm. and I don't think we've spoken since then. And and you're right. I'd never had a surgery. I'd never, I had never had a, well, I had a broken bone once when I was like a baby. But um, I, I just had never had that kind of a quote unquote serious diagnosis. And so I went through stage one breast cancer, and it wasn't as serious as it could have been. Um, you know, I was, I was grateful I didn't have to go through chemo and things like that. However... It resets your perspective, and it does bring you back to a place where you say, all right, Lord, you've got me. I want to live life well. I want to live it for you. I want to live it for others. And, and, and so I so appreciate that you say, yeah, as we were growing up, the world wanted us to do all this stuff and look this way and impress people this way, but God does a reset, and then you're like, okay, I need to live differently now. So I, I identify with you in that way. So how do we help our daughters yeah. overcome what we went through? Because anxiety I mean, has been a huge thing for me. So can you talk about how we do that with anxiety, perfectionism, and disappointment? Yeah, I can. Just, I mean, I can share a little bit about even what I do with my own daughter. I mean, just this morning, we were studying the endocrine system because we've all become homeschool parents, right? Right. And I'm sitting at our desk talking to my daughter about her endocrine system and the fact that part of your endocrine is your thyroid, right? And I put her hand on my neck and I said, oh, so your thyroid would be here. But you remember, mommy doesn't have a thyroid. And as she learned about, like, the functions of this gland that's supposed to regulate all your body system, I could see her little six-year-old brain putting it together that, oh, my gosh, like, my mom doesn't have that part of the body. How is she even here? Yeah. We had this really interesting conversation that I think previous, I mean, even 10, 20 years ago, me would have shied away from this conversation. I might have tried to shield my daughter from talking about tough things that made me feel really uncomfortable and and kind of embarrassing. And I have this huge scar on my back. And I think insecure, you know, person that was in her teens and 20s would have would have really just sunk back in that moment, but I used it as an opportunity not to shy away from hard things, but to invite my daughter in to experience the pain and suffering that I went through as a cancer survivor as a way to make real-life application about the things that she's going through. So we talked about, you know, when, when something makes us nervous or, or when we you know, don't know how a situation is going to turn out. You know, nobody knew that I was going to be healed from cancer eight years ago. We'd have this this family. We just welcomed our second daughter three months ago. Yes, and congratulations. And changed our circumstances and our situation in ways, I mean, he radically transformed everything about my life and, and in ways that I never thought were possible. But it's so beautiful now to invite our little ones into these conversations and say, yes, these hard things happen. Yes, we don't a lot of the times know what to expect, but certainly God is a good God. He's so faithful. And if we just give him space to work and we declare trust and victory over these situations, he's going to show up big and we can believe him for that. Yeah. And it's such an important thing to hand down to our kids right now, especially in such anxious times. It's almost like we've got a banner of fear over our country and over the world right now. And it's not okay to live in fear. And so I, I applaud you for, t- for teaching your daughter. Yes, we have things that, that people might perceive as scary, but we don't need to be afraid because of the way that you explain that. All right. Before we move on to a couple of lessons of uh, leadership, because um, I do want to touch on those because you're good at that. I, uh, I mean, we only got about five or six minutes left. So I, I, I first want you to just very quickly touch on how do we deal with our kids right now? with the thoughts of disappointment because I don't know about yours but my kids are so disappointed that life is not going right now in 2020 the way that they thought it was going to go how do we pass that lesson down like how do we deal with this I think you you know for me and and certainly in my in my you know 
seasons of life, I've experienced a lot of disappointment. I could see that happening with our kids all the time, right? From canceled, you know, play dates to all the different things they were expecting to do maybe during the holiday season. And it, it feels like a lot of no's right now. Yeah. No, 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 you can't do this. You can't do that. So the first thing I would say, and what we try to do in our house, we're trying to really like see this time for what it is, an opportunity, a God-given opportunity for us to invest in our family, to invest in our relationships, to, and to say yes when we can. And somebody, I, I forget who it was, uh, one of my mentors gave me some great advice once because I felt like even just in those last early season of motherhood, I've got a brand new newborn. I'm trying to homeschool with my daughter home and we're working full time on the business from home. So it's been a little crazy at our house. Yeah. And she just said, you know what, Erin, your, your kids are used to hearing no, no, no all the time. Like it, it's a no season. So whatever we can do to say yes to them, to, to help them, like every time they get a yes, they look at things with more of a positive light. They feel a little bit more hopeful. So we try to create situations and experiences in home or with the people that we can see in the season as as much as we can. Because we are in our home, we say we value things like joy and peace. And if we if we say we value those things, we want our home and our space, our relationships to reflect what we say we value. Yeah. And for us right now, because kids, I mean, they're hearing no all over the place. I think a really important place to start is to just find the places where you can say yes to them. You know, yeah. yes, we can call somebody you want to, you know, you want to have a play date with them. We can't see them in person. Let's give them a call and do a, do a FaceTime Zoom date. I know, you know, people maybe are sick of Zoom, but there are some really cool creative ways for you to say yes to your kids in this season of no. Sure. All right. In the last two minutes, before we tell people how to find you and your book, Erin. Um, two quick, so you got, I want you to do them each like a minute long. Principles on leadership from, from women of the Bible that you include in uh, ringleaders. Two quick principles of leadership that you can pass on to moms today. Yeah, I mean, I take I take girls through six women in the New Testament and the gospel of Jesus in this new book. So I think for me, two of the things that stand out as far as pillars of leadership, things that we can instill in our daughters from the earliest age, I mean, so I'm talking pre-readers all the way through when they're up and ready to leave your home. The first one is a sense of belonging. And what's so beautiful about a story like the woman at the well is that when Jesus met this woman, it was the middle of the day, you know, she, she was riddled with shame, and Jesus really met her and had a beautiful beautiful conversation where he teached her or he taught her directly. I mean, we know Middle Eastern culture at the time, teachers would not even speak to women, let alone teach them. So the fact that Jesus met her in a time of she felt isolated, she was there to draw water, she was alone. Um, he really met her and ministered to her heart and her response to his to the encounter she had with Jesus was to go and tell other people about him. It's such a huge component, I believe, of kingdom leadership that we would not just build ourselves up in character and confidence. Yes, we want our kids to be resourceful and conscientious, but certainly if they're missing the component of sharing the gospel, that they've been called to lead and commissioned to share the good news of Jesus with a dark and broken world, that's what we want to activate inside them with regards to leadership. So the Samaritan woman is an amazing woman we can look at for that sense of belonging and her response, her posture after her encounter with Jesus was to go and tell people about him, which I love so much. Yeah. The that... second person that comes to mind. Oh, we got to be yeah, quick. Got to be Mag like 30 seconds okay, for this person. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mary Magdalene, honestly. I mean, she, you know, she was a faithful disciple. She was one of Jesus' financial 
backers of his ministry. It's so cool to see these examples of female leaders who were in the life and ministry of Jesus. And then again, their response, right? She was the first to see him after he rose from the dead. Her response was to go and tell people what she saw. So I think that using your voice, nurturing those voices is so paramountly important for today's girls. Yeah, girls do need to use their voice with confidence. I think that gets crushed sometimes. So I applaud you for writing Ringleaders, The Adventures of Rooney Cruz. How do people find you, Aaron, and uh, the book? I know that you're at truthbecomesher.com and aaronweedeman.com, but are there other places to find the book? Yeah, the best place is BibleBells.com. It's B-I-B-L-E-B-E-L-L-E-S.com. Everything is there. Resources, the podcast, the blog, all of the things to build up moms. Yeah, it's a great lesson or a great book of lessons for for daughters. And I read it and was thinking, oh, these are some good. I can even pass these on to my 18-year-old. So so thanks so much, Erin, for being on the show with me. You're a blessing. And um, congrats on all you're doing and uh, how you're raising your babies well. Thanks, Jenny, so much. It was great being here. Yeah, good. Take care. All right, so a couple quick things. You know, at the end of the show is the time where I always like to thank you in case nobody has thanked you. I know moms are absolutely nutty this time of year, and it's, it's yes, it's been scaled back, but still you're trying to please your family in the midst of Thanksgiving, in the midst of Christmas. Christmas you want to make it delightful and joyful, and you want to get the right gifts, and you want to make them feel good. Maybe you don't even feel like you've got the money for the gifts this year. So I am here to say thank you for being so dedicated when maybe nobody else is looking how to help help your kids, your husband, if you don't have a husband, how to help your your family as a single mom. You know, I, I just applaud you because moms have such incredible hearts to, to serve and to do their very best for their kids. So thank you for all that you're doing right now as a mother. Um, it helps our culture. I mean, frankly, where would we be right now with homeschooling and the shutdowns and all the other stuff that's going on if we didn't have dedicated mothers? Where would we be as a nation? So God bless you for what you're doing as a, as a mom uh, to raise your babies well. I'm with you in it. Even though my kids are basically adults, I'm still mothering. I had, <laughs> I had to get in the car and drive my son's shorts to him the other day because he forgot him for a workout. He's 22 years old, so I probably shouldn't have done that. All right, a quick reminder, we would be so blessed by your help. You could pray for us on Colorado Gives Day, which is December 8th, or you could come help us with a $5 donation or more. It's as little as $5, but we need 50 donations to get us into the incentive fund, so we'd be grateful for your help. Just go to coloradogives.org and just type in Channel Mom, all one word, coloradogives.org, Channel Mom, all one word, and uh, you could bless us with a, with a donation. All right. Also, check us out at channelmom.com, all the stuff we do for moms in prisons, moms who are homeless, our single mom Christmas giveaway. Yeah, we'd be honored if you'd go check that out. God bless you. Have a beautiful weekend. Enjoy what you hear on Channel Mom Radio. And if you believe the media should be doing more to support moms and encourage families, then why don't you come alongside the efforts of Channel Mom? We'd like to offer you our partner package today. We'll send you a Channel Mom's Best Tips for Moms, as well as a beautiful bling t-shirt when you sign up to be a partnering monthly donor at ChannelMom.com. We live in a world that demeans the importance of moms and belittles the value of family. Research shows the family is breaking down in America. But Channel Mom aims to 
stop the family breakdown, starting with the moms. We depend on our donors to help us, to put this show on the air, and to do outreach for mothers on the ground, supporting them in their parenting, marriages, addiction issues, and more. So become a Channel Mom Partner today and be a part of the change you want to see for mothers and families. Just go to ChannelMom.com and click on Give to CM, and you'll see our donate button there. From the moms at Channel Mom, thank you. And may God bless each mom and her family. 